Hi, everyone, and welcome to Human Centered. I'm Nick Brunker, a director of experience strategy at VML YNR and your host for the show. Thanks for joining us. On today's episode, we're going to explore how a sharp focus on the employee experience and culture can drive positive customer experience outcomes and ultimately drive business value. We've got a trio of amazing folks to unpack that with us, and it's my pleasure to welcome in John Mulvihill, Shanice Gibson, and Lauren Ziegler to the show. Thank you all so much for being with us. Why don't we start with a round of quick intros? John, uh, we'll start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself and the many things that you do at VML YNR. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, having us today. This is really a great opportunity. Uh, my role at VML YNR is I'm chief of staff uh, for John Cook and our executive team. Uh, in that role, I'm involved in all sorts of crazy fun, special projects on an ongoing basis. I've been at the agency almost 15 years now. Throughout the entire time, I've been part of our communication or marketing team, and I'm still very closely associated with that group. But but uh, today, kind of working across both uh, our comms team, HR, and then uh, the office of our CEO. Uh, but Almost since the first day I got here, I've been been very interested in in what the agency uh, does in terms of giving back in in our communities, and so I've been just one of the most fortunate people ever to be able to be involved in the VML YNR Foundation and different things we're doing in the community. So that's a little bit about me. That's awesome, John. We'll get a little bit more into the VML YNR Foundation in just a bit. Shanice, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am a web developer at VML YNR, um, and I have been working here for almost two years. Um, I'm still very new and still learning of all the great things that we're doing here at, at the agency, but um, I'm heavily involved in foundation and um, our DEI efforts, and I'm just glad to be here today. Thank you again for joining us. Last but certainly not least, they call her LZ. It's Lauren Ziegler. Lauren, thanks for being with us. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, my name is Lauren Ziegler, but you can definitely call me LZ. Um, I, my role, the title, official title, is Senior Manager of the VML YNR Foundation. And I just have the chance to lead community outreach across all of our offices um, through that role. I'm based in Washington, D.C., joined the agency back in 2012. Um, from Kansas City and had the chance to relocate uh, to Washington, D.C. a couple years ago. That's very cool. Thanks again for making the time to be with us. Beyond the obvious business benefits of good employee experience like lower employee turnover, lower recruiting costs, there are clear ties between the quality of employee experience and downstream CX success. Just one of many examples, I'm sure, Dell found that their customer net promoter scores were twice as high for experiences delivered by highly engaged employees compared to those less engaged colleagues. A Yale study a few years back proved similar results. John, uh, you mentioned you've been at the agency a long time. Talk about how you've seen this dynamic evolve over the years. Sure, at VML YNR, we talk a lot about uh, connected and connectedness. Uh, I think kind of our, our theme for the across the agency is we create connected brands. And I've just seen over the years that as we have uh, invited employees to share causes and, organ and nonprofit organizations that are important to them and their families, that it just spreads. It's just cumulative. The more we learn about uh, causes that, that our employees really feel uh, that are important to our employees, other employees pitch in. It just really kind of spreads and grows in the most positive way and and really extends this idea of connectedness. And not only within a, a given city or a given office, 
But there's been so many things that now have spread across uh, between multiple offices or across the U.S. and now really around the world. So I just think that 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 feeling of connectedness resonates with employees and uh, and especially with newer employees. I think a lot of new employees uh, learn as they learn about VML YNR and they go through the recruiting and the and the onboarding process. They're the ones who are coming in with the best ideas and new, fresh ideas, and and really, and uh, challenging us to to become involved in even new and different ways. So, I don't know if that specifically addresses what you're you're getting at, but it really feels it, it, this whole idea of connectedness through uh, community outreach permeates the entire organization. You pressed on something that was super interesting there, and that is the executive buy-in. To permeate the organization, there has to be that the top-down approach in a sense, but you're getting a chance to see how from the very, very highest leaders in the company, this type of a mentality is really part of the fabric and the DNA of VML YNR, isn't it? Well, it has, and there's absolutely universal kind of uh, executive or upper management buy-in, but I really want to be clear, and I think this will come out in the discussion today, is that the foundation and really everything we do in terms of community outreach is driven by across the employee base. There's not some executive team that gets together and says, well, here are two or three things we really hope that the the agency gets involved in this year. It is everything comes from, I say the bottom up, and I don't mean that in a bad, bad way in terms of bottomness, but uh, it really, it's, it's, it's very... It's horizontal in the most uh, wonderful way, and the ideas and the and the and the uh, volunteer opportunities and suggestions for pro bono work and what have you come across the board. and And I think that's one of the most kind of beautiful organic parts of the of the program. Lauren, talk about the impact that culture and the employee experience and the engagement has on the client relationships and the client work that we do. Absolutely, I think. Um... When I think of purposeful work, I think that can go in many different directions. It's either kind of bringing in the terrible interests of our clients, understanding what those kind of passion points of the clients might be and being able to support those in different ways, but also being able to kind of get to know a client on a personal level. I think that's kind of the the way that the foundation and the agency has always approached that kind of client relationship. Um, being able to um, kind of embrace charitable passions beyond the day-to-day work. Um, I think that comes to life in different ways. I think something that comes to mind is very recently we had a a client relationship with uh, United Rentals um, where we had, you know, a a relationship that was close enough where they heard that, you know, our team was volunteering doing volunteer days together. And they said, we would love to join that. We would love to do that alongside you. And so, you know, a few months later, there was a, a session where not only just our team was volunteering, but they were volunteering alongside of their clients. So it's that kind of kind of symbiotic relationship that I think is more and more common, um, especially within those relationships. We really get to work um, with one another more closely and understand kind of those those charitable interests. Segwaying out of the VML YNR Foundation, you've all mentioned it a bit off the top. Lauren, would love for you to tell us a bit more about what it is and what it stands for. Sure. So the Vimal Weiner Foundation, um, very simply, is community outreach. It's an umbrella term we use very commonly, uh, but it really kind of naturally flows into four key kind of focus areas of community outreach. And that ranges from volunteerism, how we give back our time, um, to pro bono work, how we give back our skill sets, um, community leadership, supporting employees kind of in leadership roles in their community above and beyond their day job. And then there's a very tangible piece of that um, community outreach that's tied to financial giving and donating to organizations that our employees care about. And I think the beautiful thing is the foundation 
Um, it's it's over the years as different agency partners have come together, especially over the last three years. Um, every single agency has come with you know a very unique um, history tradition of giving back, and so the foundation continues to evolve in a way that's you know it encompasses everything. And it, I think that umbrella term um, you know it, it helps speak to every piece of, of community outreach and how it you know comes to life on a day to day basis. And I, I think John might talk a little bit about the, the employee giving component and some of the history behind behind that program. Absolutely. And before we hear a little bit more about the history of the foundation, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about Foundation Day, which is that annual event that's such a, a special day for all of us. And I'd like you to tell us a bit more about why it's such an important aspect of VML YNR. Foundation Day is next Thursday. So yes, it's very, it's coming up very quickly. Um, and it's a really special tradition. It's a day each year that um, happens typically in the month of September. And it's a day that we normally kind of pre-pandemic would close our, our office doors and go out and serve in the community. And in the last couple of years, that's turned into, you know, closing our laptops for the day and being able to kind of serve um, very locally. And um, the really great thing about Foundation Day, it's a global event. So when you talk about connectedness, it's one of our most connected days of the year across the global network. Um, every single office shuts down and, and volunteers in a way that's personal to that, that team. Um, so you can see a variety of projects. We get to you know, track it on photos, on social media, and kind of see where people are volunteering. And I think the really, really beautiful thing that's happened over the last couple of years um, in response to the pandemic is that we've opened it up to a program where employees can choose what they want to do on that day. They can do something individually for a cause that they choose. They can incorporate their family members and friends or they can opt into some small group opportunities that are kind of more centrally organized. Um, so it's definitely one of my favorite days of the year. I'm so excited for it. Um, and I, you know, each of us on this call has you know, been working really hard the last couple of months uh, to bring it to life. Very, very cool. I think one of the things for me personally that is, is so cool about Foundation Day is how every single office around the globe gets to do something a bit special for their particular region. We're all obviously at it together and doing the cause on the same day, but every individual office and region can kind of do their own thing and give back in the way that makes most sense for their community. And I know Shanice, we talked about it in the pre-interview. This is a, a big, big aspect of why you chose to come to VML in the first place. Talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so I attended an event that was held at VML YNR in Kansas City. Um, and David, who's the CTO at our organization, was just talking about all the great things that VML is doing and um, mentioned foundation and how it was a employee kind of run foundation. It's not like John said, uh, ran by executives and then everyone kind of just goes off what they say. And so I was like, oh, I need to join. I need to get a part of this however I can. And um, I did exactly that. Um, I remember opting in um, for foundation, signed up, and then um, the, I'm, I think John will talk about it, the two for one, um, but I donated <laughs> and they matched and I was like, okay, this is super easy. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of red tape. I definitely thought there would be um, more of a process, if you will, or like hoops you have to jump through when you're suggesting an organization, but it's not like that at all. Um, and so if there's something that you're passionate about at VML YNR, we literally can just be like, hey, we learned about this nonprofit. They're doing really good work. Um, I would like to highlight them or, you know, donate to them. Um, is there something that we can do? And I feel like LZ and John do a really good job and other foundation members of like, OK, let's see what we can do. Um, who do we have in network that can help? And 
it's always kind of crazy to see like how something starts off small and an idea or a passion project and then it turns into this big thing that we all can contribute to. John, I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about the VML YNR Foundation's history than the VML Foundation when it first started and how it's grown over the years. You bet. In fact, Shanice just mentioned something that's kind of uh, LZ in my mantra, and that's start small. Uh, every time, uh, you know, there with new employees, we often get uh, people who who feel a little a little uh, intimidated. They say, "God, we see all these things going on, and they they look like longstanding traditions and." very big and so many people are involved and and LZ and I tell them, hey, listen, everything you see today started with one person raising their hand, making a suggestion and other people going, yeah, I'll pitch in, I'll help you. So um, I, I love that notion of start small. And speaking of that, the if you go back to the, the early days of VML, which is uh, both LZ and I started when it was uh, VML and now VML YNR, the, the founders, the V, the M and the L, uh, they they like to tell a story that they didn't really have a profitable client for a year or two after they started the business. They were mainly giving away their services. So they were the ultimate pro bono machine uh, in the earliest days. This is the early 90s. And uh, then they, uh, through, through hard work, uh, uh, skill, and a little luck, they landed their first profitable client, which was Northwest Airlines. But that's a, that's a whole different uh, path. Um, <laughs> It's my understanding that almost uh, almost immediately, I think it was the the first, maybe about a year in business, the first maybe summer that the the company was operating. So this is the early 90s. A group of about 20 or 25 individuals had heard about a program uh, in Kansas City where they could go out and donate basically manual labor uh, to assist somebody who really needed it. So everybody on a, a summer summer day, they they took off work. Uh, they they brought their own tools, glove, work gloves, tools, shovels, rakes, and you know, hammers and saws and whatever. And they went to uh, a woman's home in the central part of Kansas City who really needed home repairs. They spent the entire day doing home repairs. They had such a great time. They they accomplished a great deal. The homeowner was incredibly grateful. Of course, we got more out of it than she did. Uh, the way this you know these things work. The, the, the crew then rolled over to a, a pizza joint, had pizza and drank a couple beers and just uh, they said, this was this was something we need to keep doing it. And that was really the beginning of Foundation Day. Uh, very, very small, humble beginnings um, and just kind of demonstrates that, you know, a handful of people can start something that then grows into what's going to happen on September 30th this year, which is almost 13,000 people in uh, 55 offices around the world. Uh, doing a whole the most the widest variety of of projects and volunteer uh, efforts that you could possibly imagine, you know, started with with just a handful of people. So uh, that's that's kind of how it all started. And and uh, so the 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 you know really started from the the very beginning, and it's it's just grown ever since. You talk about starting small. What are some other tactical things that leaders can do to start getting their efforts to build an employee culture to snowball? I think one of the most important things and uh, that we've learned over the years is that um, the projects and the causes that uh, have a personal connection to one or more of our employees are the ones that other employees want to participate in. There's so many great causes. There are millions of great causes in the world. And, you know, we all see things on our phones and read things and whatever. But when when somebody's willing to stand up at a at an all agency meeting and say, Hey, here's something that's affecting uh, 
myself or a member of my family or my next door neighbor. And if anybody's willing to pitch in, you know, give me, you know, send me an email or see me after the meeting, I'll be standing over here on the side. Those are the things that people gravitate toward. Not something that, that, that Shanice or LZ and I sit in a room and cook up. It's, it's when somebody shares that personal story and uh, people just, people want to help, people want to rally. And, uh, and, it, and it's both on an individual uh, basis and on a community-wide basis. There was, you know, tornadoes hit uh, Nashville last year and we, we have such a strong group in Nashville and we do. And um, people are like, how can we help? We got to do, I mean, we, that night when things were happening and the news, you know, bulletins were coming across the news, LZ and I were receiving text and email messages saying, we're going to do something, right? What are we going to, you know, let's go, let's rally the troops tomorrow morning. And we did. So it's, uh, I guess it's that personal connection that, that makes all the difference. And once you've started building the momentum and it starts to become an operating model, Lauren, tell me about how you keep that momentum and some tips you can provide to our listeners. I think I'm um, just going off of what John was describing. I think a huge piece of this is having a program that is open and, and flexible and that evolves over time. Uh, we, we, we purposely don't have, you know, specific giving focus areas in terms of the types of organizations we give to. And so what that allows is that every year we have, um, you know, foundation members or new employees joining and they're jumping in and suggesting organizations or there's world events um, that occur. And the foundation, because it is a, a flexible program and can, you know, change. Um, over time. Um, I think that, you know, that foundation um, of the foundation is really important. It's, it's critical. Um, and so I, in terms of momentum, I think that's just a huge thing in terms of a tip for someone starting a foundation, um, keeping it flexible, try not to have too many, like uh, Shanice said, red tape, um, you know, being able to we have an advisory committee for the foundation, and it's a little a, a, a little c for advisory committee because we purposely don't want it to be a stuffy board. We want it to be people who um, reflect the foundation, reflect the agency, um, you know, across the board from department to tenure within the company, um, and they're the people really kind of being, you know, the ears to what people care about, what you know, what's important, and how to really rally behind. So I think. Those are the two things I would say for momentum um, is being able to have a good pulse of your employees and being able to kind of um, make decisions quickly and activate quickly. Shanice, we talked about this earlier, the power of choice in all of this, being able to do something because you want to be a part of it versus just another company box to check. Tell me more about that aspect of this, when the power of involvement is really a choice and not necessarily something that's forced upon you. Right. I definitely think that foundation does a really good job of encouraging and empowering. Um, and we've talked about a, uh, a lot here how staff members can, um, if there's a passion project that they have, they can bring an organization to foundation or apply for a grant. Um, again, it's not something that, you know, you need a lot of um, checks and balances to get. Um, I mean, there's rules, but there's not a ton for what we do. As um, Lauren says, there we're very flexible, but I would say um, we are definitely empowered as employees to pick and choose. And also when we can give that extra time, um, I, there's no one there's no one that is mandated or forced um, to volunteer. Um, so if a project picks up or things change, like you can step away or you can come back. And I really like that part of foundation because it is also flexible with how much you can commit time and energy and things like that. 
It seems like the flexibility angle is an important piece to consider for those listening who are trying to gain momentum in their efforts. One thing I failed to mention earlier that is another great example of that is how VML YNR provides its employees volunteer hours every year that they can use at their discretion to give back in their individual communities, regardless of whether or not they're in the foundation. John, tell us more about how this came to be at the agency. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, every employee uh, in the U.S. has 16 hours of paid community service time over and above Foundation Day. And quite honestly, if they want more hours and want to use more hours of paid community service time, they can. There's no cap on it, per se. <laughs> um, and it, uh, it's funny. It, uh, uh, years ago, when uh, LZ and I were kind of promoting that out, we used to say, you have two days of community service. And we would anecdotally hear back from employees go, <laughs> I'm kind of busy. I don't have a full day to, to contribute. And um, I love Foundation Day, but other than that, da, da, da. And we would say, and then finally we changed it. Instead of saying two days, you have 16 hours. Of course, it's the exact same amount of time, but the positioning is different. Use an hour here. Use two hours on a different day. Take a half day. And those are really meant to be more personal, personal hours that, um, you know, it's really in the broadest sense, community betterment. So, you know, if there's a reading program at your school, at your kid's school, if there's a, you know, a, something in your neighborhood, you know, for for uh, beautification, you want to volunteer at the library. So, you know, it's not necessarily going to a soup kitchen or to a food pantry or whatever. It, it, you can do that for sure. And lots of people do, but it's much broader in terms of how do we make our community a better place and what's personal to you. Take an hour, the only then the other thing we've we've really worked hard to uh, to promote is that don't don't think you're like sneaking off to do it and you know it's yeah. something you need to hide. Tell tell everybody, tell your team. Maybe somebody will go with you. You never know. You know, um, we might ask you to stand up at one of the weekly weekly uh, all office meetings and just share your experience with others. So um, those have just been a really really wonderful benefit that that more and more people are taking advantage of. LZ, why don't you share if we can brag on one of our one of our groups within the company? Uh, we have a team, our discoverability team, and our connections group, uh, Team Disco, is doing just the most wonderful thing this year. LZ, do you want to share that? Sure. Yeah, I think it was born out of 2020. So going into this kind of more remote environment, they said, "What's something that we can kind of connect the team going into 2021 as a good goal?" And um, so they, you know, they prioritized everybody was really, you know, all in um, with the idea of let's challenge each other to each use our full 16 hours of community service and not just use them, but we'll track it after you, you know, after you volunteer, you know, submit your, your, your hours, which is counter to what we were just saying in terms of keeping it wide open. But they, what they wanted to do is make sure that they were hitting all across the, the team, hitting all of their hours. And, and in another way, kind of sharing employee spotlights of causes that were important to them. So they, every month, um, there's an individual on the team who kind of, uh, gathers all that information and shares that out in a newsletter and spotlights team members, what they were volunteering, who they volunteered, volunteered with, and I think it's just, you know, I think we just got an email from the team lead that they've used 60% of the hours um, that was their goal. So I think they're tracking pretty well in terms of how much time they have left in the end of the year. Um, but just, it's a really cool model and so simple. Um, and I think it's it's great that it's been such a collective effort, you know, across all the cities that that, te that team kind of spans. That's so awesome. Before we run out of time, we normally end our show with some fun facts about our guests, but thought in the spirit of the conversation today, it'd be great to hear about the causes that you all care about 
about in your communities. So why don't we go down the line and start with John? Well, um, about 10 years ago, I was introduced to an organization called the Police Athletic League, or PAL. And uh, it's an organiz- uh, it's a national organization that, that exists in darn near every city in the United States. And as it turns out, the organization in Kansas City is, is very robust uh, in terms of uh, the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department committing uh, five officers to staff a community center after school and on the weekends. And the, this is personnel, you know, police department personnel. They're not out in a squad car uh, during the day. They are literally working with kids. And uh, it's in a very kind of a tough neighborhood in the central part of town. And uh, when we when I first kind of went over there, they were very uh, they were doing great things. But they said we could use some marketing help. And literally, as I got there for my first uh, visit, they had an old rickety van that they used to kind of drop kids off and pick kids up. And on the side of it, it said playgrounds, not prisons. I was like, oh, boy, I I get the sentiment, but I think we can help you a little bit with positioning. And so uh, we we took it on as a pro bono. We, the agency, took it on Mm -hmm. as a pro bono project. Tons of people uh, contributed time and effort and expertise. And, and today the, the, the motto of the Kansas city PAL organization is kids and cops teaming up, which is definitely a little, little more on the mark than playgrounds, not prisons. Uh, it's an, it's an amazing organization. I've been privileged. I, I sat on the board for many years and now I'm just a, a frequent volunteer. Uh, a really cool side story is our, our client Intel, um, was doing a, a special promotion to, to share, uh, uh, processors and laptops with with uh, with kids who who might not have uh, access to such thing, and they literally gave us ten brand new laptops. And they said, "Will you pick an organization in Kansas City that has deserving kids?" And the team came to me and said, "How about PAL?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I had goosebumps!" And we, uh, along with a couple of members of the Intel team, uh, not long ago, we got to go down to PAL, and they selected ten different kids spanning age groups and boys and girls and and oh my gosh, talk about you know making an impact uh, in that community and with those kids and and anyway, so pal is pal is my uh, the one I'd love I, I really wanted to share. That is so terrific, John. Thanks for sharing that, Shanice. What about you? Um, so my organization that is also tied to foundation is We Code KC. Um, it's a local nonprofit that teaches kids in their urban core how to code. Um, just because they're not getting access to those things um, that more affluent neighborhoods, you know, they have coding classes. Um, and uh, that also started off small. So last year, um, my lead was like, you should probably, uh, you know, like sign up We Code because she knew I worked with them. I was still kind of new. So I didn't uh, understand foundation and how easy it was. And she was like, oh, you probably can just, you know, submit the form for um, a grant and I did and it got approved and it's actually grown in this year we're doing I did another grant for them this year but also we're doing pro bono work for them um, and with their helping them with their rebranding as well um, and so yeah that's one organization that I'm really close to and um, at the foundation has and a whole bunch of future VMLers right there is what that sounds like <laughs> Lauren how about you to wrap things up so probably the organization I've been supporting the longest is uh, an organization called Girls on the Run. It's all focused on building kind of character development for young girls. And when I was in Kansas City, I was uh, been a, co- a coach for various schools kind of throughout the city. But, uh, most recently um, in Kansas City was with uh, Primitivo Garcia. Uh, myself and a couple other colleagues would 
leave work just a couple hours early, uh, once or twice a week, and we would go over and use our volunteer hours um, coaching um, the girls in the program um, at that school. And since moving to D.C., I've been a coach um, for one season and then a virtual coach um, over the last year and a half. And just really great organization. Can't say enough good things about it. Friends, it's been such a pleasure having a chance to sit down and chat with you more about the foundation and building that employee culture here at VML YNR. I know it's been a very busy handful of weeks getting ready for Foundation Day, so it means a lot you were able to carve out some time in your busy schedule to hang out with us for a little bit. John, Shanice, Lauren, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. And thanks to you all for listening to Human Centered as well. To learn more about our CX practice and our approach to the work, check us out online at vmlyr.com slash CX. We'd also love to hear your feedback on the show. Drop us a rating and offer up your thoughts wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and more. Have a topic idea or just want to drop us a line? You can connect with me on Twitter at Nick Brunker or just shoot us an email. The address is humancentered at vmlyr.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.